Welcome to More Attention, Less Deficit, the free podcast version of the book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Welcome to the episode, Get the Most Out of Therapy. We are who we are, wherever we are. As a result, you bring your ADHD and other issues with you wherever you go. This includes a therapist's office. This can actually be a good thing, since it allows you to work on some of these matters in the moment rather than merely discuss things that happened over the course of the week. So it's important to be yourself in therapy. The goal is for the therapist to really get to know you, not just the polite you that knows all the social rules, but also the private you that you try to not show too often. In the interest of getting the most out of therapy, let's run through some suggestions that would tend to apply to people with ADHD. Other people get other suggestions, you know, based on what they've got going on. Some of these are symptoms of ADHD, whereas others are outgrowths of living with ADHD. In either case, by keeping these potential snags and their solutions in mind, you're more likely to get the most bang for your buck. First, perhaps most obvious suggestion is dig in and do the hard work. Going to therapy isn't like getting a hangnail removed, where you show the doctor where it hurts and she does all the work. You need to be actively involved in the process, both in session and in between. The harder you work at it, the more you'll get from it. It won't always be easy, but it will be good for you. Second, get to appointments on time. Most therapists make a point of starting and ending their sessions on time to prevent their schedules from snowballing over the course of the day. So, showing up late will cut into your available time. However, it's also an opportunity to explore in detail where your time management got off track. This may shed some light on what happens in other parts of your life and offer strategies that can be applied elsewhere too. It also provides an opportunity to work on not beating yourself up so much, if you tend to do that, and instead see it as a learning opportunity. Another suggestion would be, remember that you have an appointment. Okay, this is kind of obvious too, but it's hard to get much from therapy if you don't show up. Missed appointments offer an opportunity to figure out what happened that can benefit you in other parts of your life. If possible, many therapists will try to reschedule a missed appointment for later in the week. However, if it's been a consistent pattern, or if they're not able to find a replacement time, then many will charge for missed appointments. They do this for two reasons. First, the rest of the world expects adults to be reliable, so why should the therapist be any different? Ultimately, that wouldn't be a favor. The second reason is to highlight that what they're doing in therapy is important, so the appointment times should be respected. Another suggestion I would make is remember that change takes time and unfortunately is sometimes boring. It's easy to get excited about something new. Wow, this therapy stuff is awesome. And just as easy to grow bored with it later. We just talk about the same stuff every session. Unfortunately, change takes time and even a little patience. 
Try to keep this in mind when you're looking for that quick answer. You've already answered all the easy questions in your life, so you're now left with the ones that take time. Patience, grasshopper. Patience. Another suggestion I would make is that you need to remember that sometimes you need to talk before doing anything. Some folks with ADHD would rather do things than talk about it, yet therapy is mostly talking. They may want the therapist to just tell them what to do, as if it was a football huddle. Feel better about yourself and listen to your wife more. Break! It comes down to that old adage of giving a man to fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and you feed him for life. Most therapists prefer to have you figure out how to figure things out so that you're prepared for whatever life brings next. You may want to ask your therapist for specific things to practice between sessions to reinforce what you're talking about in session. Another suggestion, focus on what you can do to improve your situation. Some people th see therapy as an opportunity to complain and blame everyone else in their lives. Now, as fun as this can be, it really isn't productive. Even if you do have really difficult people in your life, there are always some things that you can do differently to make the situation at least a little bit better. You may not see how you're contributing to your situation, so a good therapist can help you see it more fully, which clarifies your options for changing it. Much better place to be. Another suggestion is that a therapist can help you think your decisions through. Life presents many interesting opportunities, most of which we shouldn't pursue. For example, the cool new gadget that's on sale in an eye-catching display. As fun as it can be in the moment to run with our impulses, they have an unfortunate tendency of getting us into trouble. Your therapist may work with you on resisting those impulses or even avoiding those two tempting situations in the first place. Therapy involves learning why you do what you do and then perhaps pushing yourself to apply that knowledge to do things differently. Granted, it's harder and less fun than giving in to temptation, but if it were easy, you wouldn't have to work on it. It's a lot easier to leap without looking if you don't have a plan for where you're going, which would be the next way that therapy could be helpful, which is to help you create some plans. Planning can be complicated and boring, so many people with ADHD tend to avoid it. Instead, they kind of meander through life, reacting to whatever comes up next, taking whatever options are available to them in the moment. This can lead to some pretty strange places, like a job that's a really bad fit for them. Your therapist may push you to think about these things and even <gasps> follow that plan. You may still not like doing it, but hopefully you'll see the value in it. Another thought here, remember that your therapist is there to help. After receiving more than your fair share of criticism and nagging, it's easy to assume that people are doing that to you, even when sometimes they aren't. You may have gotten good at ignoring nagging, which of course makes a person nag you more. Or maybe you've become extra sensitive to hearing anger or disappointment in someone's tone. If you feel that your therapist is being critical or nagging, ask about it, because that perception can really undermine your relationship. It may be that you're being overly sensitive or have a guilty conscience about something, but are putting that onto your therapist is making you feel that way. This is called projection. It can be really interesting and informative to explore those feelings. 
Of course, it could be that your therapist is in fact expressing those feelings more than she should and can hopefully admit to it. You know, we're all human after all. The key to being an effective therapist is to care about your clients without caring too much. That is, I want my clients to do well, but I can't care more than they do about it since that puts me in a position of pushing them more than they probably want to be pushed. Of course, I may point out some things that I can see that perhaps they don't, but when it comes to actually doing things, I need to let them make their own choices. I may tell them that I disagree and why, but it isn't my job to tell them what to do. This means holding back my own anxiety if the client wants to do something that I feel will lead to trouble. That's how I keep my own sanity after a long day, which is, I think, a pretty good lesson for all of us in all of our relationships. Another suggestion to make your therapy most effective is to try to remember your main points. It's easy for adults with ADHD to tell long, rambling stories that quickly move away from the main point. This can definitely be entertaining, but it tends to use up a lot of session time on less productive matters. You can minimize some of this by bringing in some brief notes about what you want to talk about, and maybe even share that with your therapist at the start of the session so he can redirect you if necessary. When you're hanging out with friends, it's okay to let the conversation take us where it may, but in therapy, the clock is ticking down, so you want to be sure to get in the intended topics. Another suggestion here, try to remember what happened between sessions. Good therapy tends to rely on the details. What happened, how you felt, what you did next. If you have a hard time recalling enough of this, you may want to write some notes after something happens. Then, of course, be sure to bring those notes to sessions with you. Rather than being a sign of bad memory, most therapists will see it as a sign of your commitment. Another suggestion here, work on things between sessions. Just as with schoolwork, ADHD adults will often forget to do therapy homework assignments, do them halfway or at the last minute, or forget to bring things back to the next session. Sometimes the problem is that the client didn't really understand what the assignment was, but felt awkward asking. It's always better to ask. If you're worried that you might forget what you're supposed to do, then be sure to write it down on paper or to put it into your PDA. Final solution or final suggestion here, focus more on building skills than on getting help. Perhaps after a lifetime of not being trusted to do things because they may not do it right, some people with ADHD may get used to others doing things for them. Or maybe they've gotten into the habit of others being responsible for the reminders in the pushing to finish projects. As a result, they may now be good at getting others to do things for them, either by charming them into it or by playing the incompetent who needs to be rescued. As tempting as this is, it really limits your options in life, since not everyone will be so accommodating. If your therapist is really doing you a favor, she'll call you on this and encourage you to do these things yourself rather than be dependent on her or others to do them for you. This can be a hard lesson to learn, but it is important and is actually a big favor. In conclusion, my hope is that you find a therapist who challenges you, but who is also comfortable being challenged. I want you to be able to work together and to push each other to make the therapy as effective as possible.
A good relationship of any kind can tolerate and grow stronger from respectful honesty. Don't assume that your therapist is psychic and knows exactly what you need. Tell them when you feel that you're not focusing on the areas that you want to focus on or if it's not as helpful as you want. As a therapist myself, I would much rather hear that from a client and have an opportunity to fix it rather than have her bail out without my knowing why. If I don't know something, I can't do anything about it. Besides, if I'm asking my clients to be open and direct and willing to take constructive advice, then, you know, I need to also. Our next episode will be, Can I Trust Myself? People with ADHD learn that they aren't as reliable as they want to be. This makes sense when their ADHD is still untreated, but you can learn to legitimately have more confidence in yourself once you get on top of your ADHD. So stay tuned, and until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.